0: Motown Rundown, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, April 6th, big week. It's Masters week. We have opening day on Friday of this week as you are listening to the podcast. Uh, it is April in the D. It's also worth mentioning. April. Hey
1: bro, hey bro. Collins, I think of you every time I see those like shitty. It started
2: to get more yeah. traction on social media. I wanted people to know that I brought that back.
1: You did. No, you did. That's literally what yeah. I think of Ryan Collins every time I see the April and the D alternative rock video of those that's guys. Kind of rocks.
2: It's so good.
1: What band is that? You know, Good um, Luck
2: Joe's. Wait, Good, good Luck, luck Charlie's or Good Luck Joe's? Good Luck Joe's. Good Luck Joe.
1: I think we Mom had this that conversation
2: show. that Good Luck and Good yeah. Luck Joe's. That's it. Yeah. Shout
1: out to the Duncan family on Good Luck Joe's. Yeah. That Charles. show not
2: hey. I'll say that. No, that's that show- What was that one song Bridget Mendler had?
1: Ready or not,
2: know. here I yep. come!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That song
2: sure. was so good.
1: A <laughs> hey, better song by Bridget Mendler, "Hurricane." It's a sleeper. Go check it out. <laughs> okay. Um, I shout out to the Duncan's on "Good Luck Charlie." Actually, did you know their fa- the 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 actor who plays their father is a diehard Detroit Lions fan? Is I did not really? know
2: that, but I love to hear that. And
1: his name, <laughs> his name coincidentally you know that? coincidentally his name is Eric Kramer.
0: In real life,
1: in real life, his name is Eric Kramer.
0: What is that a coincidence with?
1: Eric, Eric Kramer, Kramer was, like, quarterback. was a Lions quarterback, the oh. Lions quarterback in the 90s. Different, I thought different you meant Eric like
0: Kramer. Kramer from Seinfeld.
1: No, Rabs, you saw Rabs. You've never no, heard of I, Billy White Shoes Johnson?
0: No, trust me, my dad loved White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the video of Kramer, like his Michael no, Richards? We, I yeah, guess we don't
2: talk about it, but. Gary? <laughs> No, no, but, have you, I mean, no, Collins, it is. you it is, clearly
0: know what I'm talking about.
2: Uh, it is top five, one of the worst things I've ever watched in my entire life. It literally, it, it, I try, because I love Seinfeld, and it's, like, hard to watch Seinfeld after you watch that video, because <laughs> you're like, dude, Kramer,
0: what are you doing? I... <laughs> I feel like I had always in the back of my mind knew that Michael Richards was a weird, like my dad used to always say that Michael Richards was kind of an odd cat. And then, but i n- never seen that video up until a couple of weeks ago. I can't believe it's on the internet. it Dude, I don't. I, Those who know, no, I don't. We don't need to discuss. I think what most people about. know. What's I, do I don't Curb?
2: Know, but that's fine. rabbed do you watch Curb? No, I don't. Everyone asked they me. Made, they poked no. fun on it at Curb. It was really funny with J.B. Smooth. Where, like, I don't know, it's they do it really funny, but yeah, that video big bad. When I saw that, it was like it might have been the most disappointed I've ever been in a human being in my entire life. It's tough. Yeah,
0: I don't know how we got on this subject. It was a really positive start. And now we're talking about, I know,
2: God, I'm disappointed. You, Michael Richards, you're better than that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, what's going on, guys? What's it's the first week of April. We're starting to get a little bit of a turn of the weather. We had a little bit of a tease there. It was raining today. I don't know why I'm going through all of it, but this is a great time to be alive. Masters it's okay. It's a, weekend.
1: It's, a, it's a very Midwest thing to talk about the, the weather on like a show or something. I, I always yeah, subconscious, exactly. subconsciously it's a huge, do it. It's a huge We're at the
2: point though, where it's like 50 and it actually feels like it's 50 degrees. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was in shorts today. Shorts and a hoodie.
1: No big deal. No, video. I mean,
2: it's just like, yeah. I mean, it, I'm sure it'll be like windy and I'm sure it'll rain on opening day and stuff like that because it always does that shit. Um, yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's nice. You can feel spring in the air.
0: What, uh, what's what's what are your thoughts on the Masters, Collins? I know this is a big weekend for you. I love the Masters, I think I, all most sports fans do, even if you're not a huge golf guy. For golf people, it's like the, obviously the biggest weekend of the year. But what are we feeling? I don't know if Trent had any masters talking the trifecta, but we might as well knock it out because it's relevant to this week.
2: Well, uh, it this, did,
1: but you're right. Let's we gotta push it to the forefront.
2: I think Tiger it, think in the, when Tiger's in the mix, it just makes it 15 times better, maybe a hundred times better. Um it's just great. Uh, it's for it. The pro, the thing about the Masters, I it is like the one tournament, like the Sunday afternoon is just it's just so good it just it really is the way it falls especially on the sports calendar i sneaky think the saturday is like my favorite day of the year because it's like and and usually like i don't I, i feel like mlb moved up their opening day this week this year i know they delayed two series because i feel like the opening day is always this thursday and friday And then we got the Masters, too. You know what I mean? I felt like that was the case when we were growing up. So I I just – it's so that Saturday, you get a ton of baseball because usually at opening day, they do it weird where they'll have, like, teams start on Thursday and then the other teams will start on Friday. And then they all play on Saturday. I love that Saturday. Usually there's usually a couple good baseball games on. And then you got Masters moving day. And then you, like, move into, like, a couple NBA games. It's sneaky, like an awesome sports day. I know Sunday gets all the pub, but I love Saturday at the Masters. I want to go to the Ma- Masters. It's like number one on my bucket list. I just also the fact that like I just love golf. That Masters is someone who loves golf, especially someone in the Midwest. I I don't know. I'm kind of different. I don't know about you, Rebs. If it hits you in the winter and you're like, God, I wish I could be playing golf right now. I need a, it, it. The Masters is when my alarm clock goes off and it's like. Okay, it's time to get ready. It's time to get locked in. Yeah, I mean there is always that point
0: of uh, in, in the winter when there's nothing to do anymore and you're just like looking at pictures from the like from the summer of you playing golf or if you went on a nice golf trip, it always hits you. I'm gearing up. I know I've said this before, but I'm gearing up to head Vegas? to Vegas here in a couple weekends. So I got I've, been, a, I've been I've been pounding balls. I've been pounding balls at Oasis trying to get right So I'm excited. And yeah, Collins, I agree. Like once like the Masters is here, you hear the music and it's always, it always just is such a remarkable event for so many reasons that, yeah, I would say that that's like your kind of your kickoff of like, okay, here we go. It's golf season. And you're like, as soon as that, as as soon as the Masters is over, you're like, you're taking your clubs out. You're cleaning off the clubs. I just bought new balls today. You're, you're shining up the shoes. Like you're ready to go. That's it's kind of the passing of the torch, in my opinion, over to golf season. And I, I would agree with that, but I, like you, I, you mentioned tiger. I thought the scenes from him just at practice, like just said that Dude,
2: he, he could be doing that three years ago and it would be the same scene. Well, it just, it's just
0: amazing, you know, and, and, and you can say what you want about tiger woods. I obviously he's had, he's made plenty of mistakes in his past, but there, there is, there is no argument for how important to the game of golf Tiger Woods is and was, and the fact that like all of this is that has transpired in the last year and some change with the accident, and you know he, he might not walk again or he might not play golf again or whatever whatever the the, the yeah and then like and then, then
1: like fourteen months later he's gonna play in the biggest golf yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's exactly
0: awesome. and I don't I you know I don't know how much golf he's played. And I don't know if I you know my the pipe dream would be how great would it be to see him win it again. But just the fact that he's playing and you're gonna to get to watch him with within all the pageantry of of you know your Scotty Schefflers of the world who have been playing great golf. John Rahm's obviously the favorite, but DJ, JT, Raps, all the guys. Raps, that are isn't in the it? Mix.
1: isn't it isn't it Joan Rahm?
0: No, I think it's John Rahm.
2: Did
1: <laughs> I you thought he prono- that? No, I thought he pronounced it Joan. <laughs> no. His name's
2: John. 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 Jesus. Oh,
1: I know, but he's Spanish. It's, I think it's it's Joan. It's
2: hundred percent John Ron. Yes, and it's cool. The it's very art. cool that
0: uh, Michigan State Spartan James Pyatt is playing. Dude, I'm excited for that. That's with an cool. with an awesome group, he's playing with Justin Thomas and Hideki Matsuyama. Like how how sick is that? <laughs> like you're gonna have eyes on that group, which is gonna be great. I I kind of biffed up. Um, I got tickets for the Tigers game on Sunday, not even thinking about the fact that I would just all I would want to do is watch the Masters, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with that yet.
2: What time do they play on Sunday? Are like they one, all one o'clock starts? Yeah, like to start one the o'clock. Year? yeah. when do they it's start playing weird... night games? It's that, um.
0: Maybe the second – it's that weird time of year where it's like you'll have games on at Tuesday at 1 p.m. and, like, no one's there. Or, like, the odd guy that has his day off is, like, going over there. But um, I'll be at plenty of Tigers games this year. I'm excited for that. But, yeah, Masters, who do do we have to win? I need a winner from everyone. Tiger Woods.
2: Dustin Johnson. Tiger Woods. Next question. I got
1: DJ.
0: I'm going to ride my buddy here. That sounded bad. Uh, my buddy, Debo, who's who's written into the show before, friend of the podcast. So I'll back up a bit and I'll give Debo a little bit of a nod here on the, on the pod. There have been two instances in the past where in, in very recent memory where he has come to our group and, and said that, guys, I had a vision last night. I had a dream and it ended up coming to fruition. One was OBJ first touchdown in the Super Bowl. So I had that. that i had that too and after i i don't know if i had it before he told me that he had the, the vision about it but that hit and then he had uh, he had uh he said he had a dream where he saw villanova beat
2: houston so we were uh, we were heavy on on villanova that one day. of the worst college basketball games i've ever seen in my not world. great yeah that, not great that
1: line was also bullshit there's no reason villanova should have been four point dude
2: uh, everyone was on it made zero sense why everyone was on houston next. that's my thing i don't anyways
1: rabs continue
2: there was a vision nonetheless,
0: and his most recent dream and vision quest has been Will Zalatoris winning the Masters. So, I'm going to take Will the Thrill as my guy. Happy Gilmore's caddy. Uh, other
2: than Tiger, I love I love Xander. I love Xander. I think he's due.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I, I'm i trying to think of who... I'd, every time the Masters comes around, I usually like sprinkle like just a, a pretty small amount on a bunch of different guys. I think I have a little bit on Scheffler, Tiger, uh, Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, um, Cam Champ. is like my lo- and Patrick Reed too. Was like I love Cam
2: Champ. I love Cam Champ at the Masters. Guy you can and bomb Cantlay. it. Can'tley, my other guy.
1: Hey, what what's what's Louis at? Where are his odds at? I
2: oh, don't know. He plays a Tiger. I don't love that.
1: Oh okay. What okay? What about? Can we get a pulse on Bryson? You guys are golf guys. Like what?
2: What is Didn't Bryson?
1: is he just face down in the dirt now or like he's what? just hurt
2: he's he needs a little i i hate bryson i like legit hate him yeah i he's good for golf because he, he legitimately is good for golf he's just one of those guys but even
1: i know but i gotta listen to guys say that brooks is bad for golf and that sends me through well the-
2: bro, i i think bro- people hate bro a lot of people who like golf hate brooks like a yeah. lot of people
1: i know that's what i think it's ridiculous Well,
2: oh, i i it's whatever Um. I'm just, my thing is with Bryson, he's just so annoying. I just, I, I, he, and I, I mean, a lot of people think that Brooks, too, whatever, I, to each their own. I just think Brooks is funny. Um, I, what was I doing? He's just hurt. He's like, he said he's 80%. He's just too big. You can't be that big and swing with that much force and not expect to get injured. He's going to be injured until he decides, like, Hey, I was pretty nasty before I started drinking eight like million. Yeah, like
1: maybe, I, you know, the game that's been around for hundreds of years, I should probably play it the way that ninety nine 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 percent of people play it. Like, let me stop being like, uh, let me stop. Let me stop being this luminary revolutionary guy who completely changes the way and reinvents the wheel of golf. I, I can't stand that guy. Go ahead. I, that, That's all. I don't know. I got DJ to win the Masters. Rabs was your pick. Nice. You, got, you got your
0: buddy. Elatoris. Will's Elatoris. Happy Gilmore's caddy.
1: And Collins has Tiger.
0: Tiger Woods. Eldrick. Yep. Tiger. Eldrick Woods. Okay. Well, fun. Masters this weekend, phenomenal. But I would say, I, I, I'll tell you, I got a little bit more juice for something happening on Friday. The Tigers yes! are back at Comerica Park. It is opening day. Can't uh, wait. I'll be there. You will be. Is this your first opening day, you said, right? Yep. Never been. Wow. I think I'll be in the mix. I don't I have to work. I that's the that's the tricky thing now In my position is like they need help over there at the ballpark. I'd like to help over there. They also need help spreading the flag out on the field. I got that email today too. So maybe I'll volunteer to do that. There's Would something you, I going could on at LCA. Field, you're crying. <laughs> I, dude, that I think that would be a really cool thing if I can somehow get be a part of that group to be on the field at, at for opening day. I have to wear khakis and a navy shirt. I can do that. Um, but I'd like to be Then they have some cool colleague party for us too, like after the game. So I'm excited. I I'm I'm like to. I don't think I've ever been down in Detroit on opening day. Um, but I would like to, in some way, shape, or form, get myself down there. This year, which I think is going to be great, but I got to tell you guys, and I mean, we can, obviously there's a bunch of different angles that we can attack Tigers. Uh, And I guess for our listeners here, you can expect pretty much an all Tigers podcast today. I hate to tell you, we'll get back on the track of, uh, wings and pistons next week. Lions don't have much buzz right now, but we'll get into the draft stuff in the coming weeks too. But, um, it's, it's all, it's our tiger season preview today. So I guess just initial thoughts for me. Um and we'll get into it but it, there's a there's a more guys than I thought that were like banged up to start the year. I mean obviously Riley Green headlines that list which sucks and Just I think we'll open punch. that up a bit more.
1: Just a gut punch man. I mean Yeah. That he, sucks. Riley Green was hitting what what is it? What do I I got it written down here. Riley Green was hitting 429 in spring training and then he fouled one off his foot and apparently didn't he hit a, he hit a home run at that at bat. No, triple. A triple, that's right. Okay, so he hit a triple after he broke his foot. Anyways. Nail
0: gun, Great. No, but that, and then, I mean, I think the biggest thing, too, now that we have to talk about is um, the Tigers trade, Isak Parades to the Tampa Bay Rays for Austin Meadows, which is a tremendous trade, in my opinion. I think we can break it down a little bit later. I just want to go around the horn here, toss the rock around, get initial thoughts, but I'm excited. I, I uh If I was a betting man, which I am, I'm not going to give you betting advice. I would – uh I would take the the over the win total, seven eight and a half, no brainer. And I like them to make the playoffs actually too, because now every single team in the league gets in the playoffs. So that's where my thoughts are. I'm excited. I like, I like the way the roster looks. Um, I think that as long as this team can stay healthy, like I, I think, like the Tigers to me this year are a team that can legitimately compete. Like I, I I've kind of flipped the switch off on rebuild mode. Like I think when you bring up Torkelson and you'll see green at some point, I like there, there's no more feeling out process for me and maybe I'm maybe I'm just overthinking things or underthinking things I guess but there's no more feeling out process like I think we know who's supposed to carry the load here and I think that that Meadows trade even further shows you where the head is at of Alavila. of we don't need to sit here and wait for Isak Parades and see where he fits in we can go get a guy like Austin Meadows, who is going to play right away for us immediately, especially with Riley Green out. And that's a guy who's who's I wouldn't even say closer to being ready. He is ready. He's playing Major League Baseball at a, at a pretty damn high level. So I couldn't be more excited. And, and, and the Tigers always have the same feel for me as the Lions to where like I'll, I'll get that little taste of like, OK, I'm ready for the season to go for the Lions. It dies really, really quickly for me. But I I just I genuinely think that this Tigers team is going to compete for first place in the AL Central this year. And I would say a lot of that is going to come down to the fact they have AJ Hinch at the helm. Um, But yeah, without without getting too deep
2: into it, because I know we can take some different angles on this, but I'm excited. Can't wait. Um, Me and TB were talking about it. I'm really interested and just kind of been baffled by some of the like Vegas odds and things on this Detroit Tigers team, I, I get it. If you're like, and it makes sense. I'm not like, I, I think they can compete to win this division. I think they can compete for the wild card. I truly believe that after watching this team last year, Um, I just don't understand the like Minnesota twins love and whatever. I, I we can talk about that later necessarily, but I don't understand why people aren't looking at this lineup or are like, oh, Tigers are going to be above five hundred this year, and they're going to be a pretty top-to-bottom. Their lineup is awesome. Great consistency. They have a lot of variety, a lot of guys who do a lot of different things. You have like a guy like Candelario, who's a doubles guy, kind of more of a contact hitter. You got a guy like Javi Baez, who doesn't necessarily have like the great, greatest advanced stats, but he has great power at the shortstop position. At your base guy you got Miguel Cabrera, one of the best hitters of all time, in a spot where he finally is protected for the first time in like four years. I mean, he might have hit like six some nights. Who knows? I I doubt they'll do that, but um, and then you got Grossman, who's really good for them. He has great advance numbers. You have Meadows, who's an All Star a couple of years ago, and has played in a lot of big games too. Like this is a guy who's played for Tampa, who's played in a World Series, who's. Had the opportunity to play on the biggest stage, and I think that helps when you have a young group. And then you got wild cards. I, the people who are like going to come in and hit a bunch of like home I, I just don't see that for him. I think he's a really he. If you've watched Torkelson a lot, which I have, he's super super disciplined. Like he is a really 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 patient guy in the bats, and sometimes he he's gonna. He looks for his pitch and he's not afraid to go to all fields. I he I don't think his power numbers are gonna be like huge for a little bit and may he could prove me wrong. Like he, I'm not saying he doesn't have power, I just think he's just an all-around great hitter. Like he's gonna be one of those guys who I think could kind of more like a Goldschmidt. Know what I mean, Rabs? And I know Goldschmidt hits for a lot of powers, but he's just more of a guy who's like, oh, he's just a great professional hitter. I don't mm. think it's gonna be a scenario where it's like Torkelson's hitting 250 with 45 bombs and then i think there's a lot of people who have just kind of forgot that they have jonathan Strope on this roster and people to be like hey Strope, he has like his month where he doesn't he bats over for 50 and i understand that and Candelario might have that but there's also that month where he bats like 450 and carries a team and he hits with power and he he's finally another guy who's had protection and then we talked about a guy like badu we haven't even scratched a service on what he's going to do. This lineup is good offensively. And you, if you want to pick apart the pitching and, and, and talk about maybe how this starting rotation is not good enough to sustain over the course of 162-game season, fine, by all means, give me that. But I don't think anyone is – like, people are just talking about the White Sox, like, oh, there's the mash through the AL Central. I, I, think, know, the it's, Tigers, it's weird. I think the Tigers top to bottom have just as good of a lineup as the White Sox. And, and I understand they don't have the star power as a Tim Anderson, uh, a Robert, a Breu. Uh, a, like you, they have four guys top-heavy that are going to be awesome. I'm just saying one through nine, I think the Tigers are a problem. There's not a lot of easy outs. And Tucker Barnhart, who's an easy out, is a great defensive catcher. And, and you got Eric Haas on other days who can provide you power out of that backup catcher's position. This is a really good lineup. I don't know, I I have a lot of hope and optimism for this pitching staff, but I I am supremely confident in this lineup. I think they're going to score a lot of runs.
1: Incredible insight from our Tigers guru, Ryan Collins. Um, My thing is, this over-under is so problematic to me because I don't understand how you could watch the Tigers team you watched last year and not at least pick them to be a 500 team, 78 and a half. If you're taking the under, like Rab said, you're picking this team to be sub 500. Like this is a team. If they
2: win 78 games, that'd be a huge failure. I don't
1: understand. I don't get it either. Exactly. Collins. That's my thing. Like we can talk all day about how Detroit gets disrespected and whatnot. And I don't really think this is one of those things. I think it's just, these. like, what
2: is the problem here? He had a really bad record last year for how good they were. I for a lot of the season, they sneaky I had like the fourth worst record in the league. Well,
1: again, that's because, and I think we all agree here, that's because as we watch the season play out, they had they started the season nine and 24. And I think when you God really zoom out and like they had such a bad month of April. I remember they started the season like six and three or something like that. And then that Red Sox series
2: was one of those painful things I've watched in a couple of years.
1: Sure. And I, yeah. So my, my thing is, that's my first thing is the Vegas over under, if you're a betting man, as all three of us are not to throw us under the bus, we are responsible people. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem is asinine to me. This team is at least 500 as Colin said, if 78 wins, is a fall on your face failure if the if this roster is healthy throughout the year? And I know we've already taken the Riley Green gut punch, but I do want I want to start there because I think the one silver lining in that situation, obviously, just uh, the dude's hitting 429, playing every day in spring training. It sucks that he goes down. You're deep as hell in the outfield. I think that's the deepest spot on this roster because you have guys like like you guys mentioned Victor Reyes who might play every day. Uh, you know, while while uh, Green is out, you've got Grossman, you've got uh, Akil Badu, you've got Daz Cameron, who I think is going to start the year in triple-A obviously. But you could bring him up if you need him. You've got—I know we hate it and we talk about it jokingly—but Harold and Willie Castro both can play the outfield if they absolutely. Derek
2: Hill, him. I think, if he's not hurt, probably makes the team too.
1: Derek Hill, sure. And then you've also got Eric who Like, there's guys on the roster that can fill that gap. That's the one silver lining with the Green thing is. You know, I think it's a six to eight week injury, is what I kind of heard. So he he's gonna be back in May, and hopefully you're gonna be right kind of where you want to be, like a 500, a few games above 500. Then we can really start making the push. But my thing before I turn it back over to Ravs is, I just think this team has a great core. That's the thing that I look at with this team, where it's like last year. I know we always talk about the stats: start nine and 24, finish 68, 60. Like they're a good team. They just can't fall asleep at the wheel to start the season. You've got to come out with some flair. And what better way to do that than to play the division favorites and the White Sox in your first series? So you've got a great core. You've got guys like Akil Badu, Miguel Cabrera, who's hitting 321 in spring training, who is extremely comfortable with playing DH every day now. It, it's just an amazing thing. You bring up Torkelson. And as Rab said, I think that signifies to everybody that it's it's like – we're trying to win now cuz I think Riley Green was more of a sure thing to make this roster than Torkelson was on opening yeah. day and they both made it. So, you've got those guys. You you have a young pitching staff and Collins you alluded to it where like they might be a little inconsistent. But hey, Erod, didn't he lead the AL in wins last year or something like that?
2: I don't I He's your opening day guy, right? Yeah, he had, he's had some questions this spring. I I take everything that happens in spring with a drain of salt. I sure. Really do. Yeah. I really don't care what happens there um I know I I hear it, I I think we're all in the dream with the lineup just I think it's been very underrated by just the public in general not around this area I think in this area it's the most excited I've been about a Tigers team since probably
1: this is the most excited I've been since 2016 15 16 like that that when they were making playoffs like this is the and last
2: they, the year they signed upton I was still it's really excited
1: I think that was 15 14 or 15.
2: I don't know. That year, I still was pretty excited about the Tigers. Um, but the staff—I don't know how you guys feel. Like, I think Stuble out. I think has solidified himself as the the future ace of this team. I think it's like I I, I like what I've seen with Mize, but like everything you see out of Stuble, you're like this guy has plus plus stuff, and then Mize and Manning. Who I think have improved this sprint. I think Mize is a little bit, is definitely better than Manning and more consistent. But Manning, I like what I've seen out of his fastball this sprint. He's added and a it, lot
1: more stuff, Manning. Yeah,
2: he, he looks a lot more comfortable. He doesn't, he looks more like a finished product. When he would came up last year, it was kind of just like fastball and like get me over breaking balls. So, but Erod, hopefully he's there. And then Panea, who's had some visa issues and, has to kind of get ready in triple A before he comes up. They'll have Alexander do a, a, a game or two, and maybe they have a bullpen to start. I'm honestly curious like, does this team have? And I know this stat doesn't matter anymore. Do you see a scenario where any of these starting pitchers have 20 wins?
1: I think it's uh, here's what I think, Collins like, I
2: maybe even 15 because I guess went and like they take pitchers out earlier now,
1: yeah. I also I don't it, see
2: that. That's the problem. That is the one. Well, pro- as much as I like this team, they really like, I don't think Struble's ready yet. I think Erod's pretty solid, but like, I just,
1: well, so let's talk about the hearts. Collins.
2: I don't see it.
1: To your point, Collins, I think Erod is your opening day guy. I he, I mean, he will, he should be, he will be. He's, he's like your best on paper right now. We can talk about like projecting the future. And I actually agree with you. I think school going to end up being the best, but like, my Schubel, Manning, and Pineda, who I apparently is going to be ready to roll, right? I mean, there was some work. Uh,
2: I don't think so. I think
0: he's in AAA. Is he? He's going to start the year in trip. He's making two
1: A starts, and then he's okay. Coming yeah. out.
2: Okay, so he could get he could get a word visa or something like that.
1: My my problem is from two to five. No matter who the fifth guy is, it's kind of a clusterfuck. I don't really know who. Like, I I I I, I think the order should go my Schubel, Manning. You know, with with Erod obviously being your first guy and then my school Manning and then insert guy. But like to your point, Collins, I don't really know who of that group is going to consistently string together wins. And like you said, that might be the biggest Achilles heel of the team because the the staff is young and relatively inexperienced. But to answer your question, like if anyone's going to do it, I think it could be like Casey Mize, like just go out there and surprise some people because he came on pretty strong at the end last year. And, and I, that, that's like a, I know that's a big hypothetical. I think this, this team, which is something we haven't talked about yet. I think this team's strength is going to be its bullpen. We can get to that in a second, but well, I don't see any of these guys really rolling like rocking and rolling all year long. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a lot of above average pitching, but just like nothing that's going to knock your socks off. I don't know. Rebs, what, yeah, what do but
2: like gun to your head, Rabs. Do you see anyone like you game seven, gun to your head? You feel comfortable with the Erod rod the, like the slab, I mean, honestly, like, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't think that we give him enough credit for how well-rounded of a pitcher he is. I mean, he's like, he's your veteran presence on the staff, aside from, uh, Pineda, which, you know, I think that with given the way that this that this starting rotation is has come together, I mean, the Erod signing has like in the term on that, obviously they plan to have him here for a handful of years, and Pineda is that classic like stopgap pitcher, but I actually think you know i i'm fine with that given the fact that you really don't i don't know if who else is in the works to become that fourth fifth starter that's like young and you don't again not to say that you have to fill the roster or the fill the starting pitching with young arms i would say to to answer the question about pitching and i definitely think that it's worth probably um going through the roster who made it who didn't who's hurt at, at a certain point um but i would i would actually say that i i do think that Casey Mize has the highest ceiling for um, who can be this Tigers ace of the future. Completely I say that disagree. because I I think that, I think his pitch mix is if he can, if he can master the sinker and if he can get a command of the pitches that he throws, I think that he has the best stuff out of anyone else. I would say that Ter- Tarek Skubel has shown you that he has the, he probably has the best composure and command and control of the game uh, of all the pitchers that you've seen the, the Tigers have, but I don't think anyone is even close to having the pitch mix and in and, and the the versatility of ways he can get you out like Casey Mize does. I think that we're, and Casey Mize being a one-one guy, obviously, I people have a bit of a shorter leash with him because you're kind of waiting to see that next step. And it's not like he's a one-one guy that was taken when he was 18 years old. He's you know he he's an older guy, but I I I truly think that. Given in the best thing about this pitching staff, no one's pitching in any restrictions this year. There's no pitch count, there's no innings cap. There's nothing are
2: they, are they not gonna put it on Manning this year? Did they I say would any? hope not. I don't I don't, I, know. I, I I haven't, don't think that I, I haven't heard, so. but I don't think that Matt Manning's a guy that should be treated with kid gloves.
0: He's your legitimate fifth starter when Pineda comes back in the mix. As I could, another you guy could
1: argue even fourth, Ravs. You could argue fourth. No, yeah, but
0: i washed. I think, washed. I
2: think washed.
1: that I
0: think that Matt Manning. Needs that extra full year that that Scooble and Mize got to where you can okay you know you, you kind of had his feet in the water a bit in the first year now let's let him go out there and throw and and, and work through some things like I, I hope that's the way they treat him this year I just think Casey Mize is so raw still and and pitchers can sometimes take time and I know that people get frustrated because again one one guy you expect more out of them but I. Yeah, I I am excited to watch this pitching staff at least one through four. Like Michael Pineda doesn't really move it much for me, um, but I do think that he's a serviceable veteran that you got on for for good money that you can just you know throw out there and stop the bleeding in, in your as your fifth man in your rotation or your or your fourth man in your rotation, knowing that you have Tyler Alexander who can come in and give you spot starts at, in that fifth spot or in worst case scenario you can throw you know, Michael Fulmer in there to give you a good three, four innings and then turn it over to the bullpen and have one of those bullpen games. So um, yeah, I I think that the starting pitching is about as good as you could ask for at the moment. Um, If you guys don't mind, I'd like to kind of pick through the roster here a bit and kind of get into who the 28 names were that, that made the team starting with the catchers. I mean, you have Tucker Barnhart who comes over from Cincinnati and, and Tucker Barnhart to his credit. I mean, everyone that talks about this guy is he's tremendous with the pitchers. He calls a great game. He's really sound behind the plate as far as game management. And I think that's very important when you have three young arms with my school and Manning, but to, to his credit, I mean, the guy's like a two hundred and fifty career hitter. So to have that as in your, as your catcher, not that he hits for a, for a ton of power, um, but I do think he has a pretty competent bat. And I think that people are going to like him a lot. Dustin Garneau, not a guy I need to see on the roster, to be honest. I don't I don't know what the reason is for having three catchers on the roster. Well, actually, I do know what the reason is. I'll get to it in a second. But I I you know, I Dustin Garneau was a guy that kind of came out of nowhere last year that they needed him, I think, for injury purposes. I don't I don't know what he brings to the table that's gonna warrant him getting starts over Dustin or I'm sorry, over Tucker Barnhart. And if if someone is gonna get starts over Tucker Barnhart, it should be Eric Haas, who I admittedly is not. The greatest defensive catcher, but he's one a of the baseball biggest, player. He's one just one of a... the biggest stories to me last year was his hitting, like yeah. the timely hitting, the big home runs, the clutch hits. And I think that he's fine to, to, to take some of the, you know, some of the heat off of Barnhart and give him a break. That's the guy I want to see behind the plate. Now, the reason why I think they're carrying three catchers is because for whatever reason Eric Hotz has been playing left field this year in spring training for a little bit, which I'll get into more when we get to the outfielders. But I, I do want to bring up this to you guys. And, and this is kind of, you know, there's this, there's the list of the 28 on the roster. And there's that other list of guys of where are they and who's hurt, who's not, who's in AAA. a from the catcher group. Jake Rogers is on the 60 day DL or IL or whatever it is. So I got to ask you guys is, is the Jake Rogers experiment over now? I mean, are we, he's are we hurt. done?
1: No, well, no, no. He's, he's, he's hurt. I mean, he, he's not, I don't, th- I didn't think he was going to play at all this year.
0: Well, but he,
2: so he's oh, still recovering it over? from this late last year.
0: Well, he's still recovering from the, from what he tears, uh, Tommy John surgery last yeah, year, Tommy,
2: right? He got hurt like
1: pretty late into the season. Right? Yeah. So I, I didn't think he was going to play at all this year.
0: But but with Tucker Barnhart in the mix and as good as Eric Haas has been, I mean, like I I just don't... I think Rogers is
2: has a spot on this roster when he gets back. He's okay, that he was that enough. good. By, he was. If you look at the numbers between anyone who else who like caught for the Tigers last year with the pitchers, he did a really nice job with the pitching staff, and he's a really good. He like he has I I I mean I'm a sure I'm... Tommy John will affect this, but before Tommy John, we'll see how it goes. But he literally, you couldn't run on him. So I, I think he'll have a spot when he gets back. Jake
1: Rogers last year, to your point, Collins is a great defensive catcher and hit 240. So I mean, he'll if if he if he is healthy, and I have no idea what the timetable is for something like that. But Rabs to answer your question. Like I think the reason. Jake Rogers got a lot of love last year was because he was replacing Griner and I think everyone was kind of over the Griner thing and especially with the salt in the open wound of James his McCann
0: must, his mustache
1: well yeah yeah his mustache and then also James McCann leaving and being an all-star like I think people were just kind of looking for something better at catcher and Rogers was that right when it happened obviously it was beyond. but I mean yes Haas is like one of the best just baseball players on this team He can play anywhere and like Rab said he's a timely hitter and he's a good hitter he's a disciplined hitter so that's that's awesome to have but barnhart to me i don't how old is barnhart does anyone know 30, i
2: think he's like 31 30. like i don't i don't think one. i don't
1: think he's the long-term guy i think he's here because you have such a young staff and you have
2: like yeah.
1: you you need that like you know, seasoned guy behind the dish to kind of call a good game and help these guys develop. I don't think he's part of the long term plan, but hey, I mean, we sit here, we talk about the Tigers can compete as soon as this year. So, I mean, if he is here for the next year or two, um, that's great. But I do think the job is Rogers when he gets back.
0: I have just shifted my focus to Dylan Dingler now. That's that's where my that's focus fair. Is.
2: That's Labs, fair. It's yeah. very
1: fair.
0: That's I guess uh, it, was, it was probably ridiculous of me to say are we done with Jake Rogers because inevitably when he is healthy. He will be on this roster, and I don't know how long the Tucker Barnhart ordeal is supposed to run, but I, I think it's going to be Dingler and Rodgers for the foreseeable future, and I am yeah, I think now you, waiting for Dingler's arrival.
2: Raps, I think you kind of hinted at it when you talked about how Haas is playing a lot of left field. I think they already know that, and Haas, if you look at his defensive numbers last year, they weren't great. Like, he's he can play backup catcher, and it's not a disaster, no. but it, it, it's not like he's reinventing the wheel behind there. You know what I mean? Like, he's not... He's uh, he, he in, the, That's what he he's is, in he's there deaf. for his bat, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. That's all you need out of your backup catcher. That's, I mean, a plus for most. Um, I think eventually, and I mean, Haas isn't the youngest guy in the world, when Dingler, who I think needs probably another year, a full year in the minor leagues, and maybe a little, even a little bit more before he gets up here, I think you're completely right that it's Dingler and Rogers, but I mean, I like where they are, are at position players wise. It's going to be interesting what they do around it and how they build it with veterans, and it like and they've kind of done that already in the field with getting guys like Meadows and getting guys like Baez, and, and re-signing a guy like Scope. Um, but with the pitching and all the other things. By the way, did you see that we re-signed Turnbull for two years, yeah, three years, years? Yep. That yeah. sucks that we don't have him. Just Turnbull is awesome. Before yeah, I mean
0: that's another that's another piece where I mean to be honest, Collins, if Turnbull's healthy, you don't sign Pineda, you know, and you're fine. I and mean, that's a that's a way better rotation in my opinion. Yeah, so that's where that comes in. But yeah, you speak about God, position players just to kind of round things out here. It does suck. Um, obviously, for the infield, you have Miggy, who's going to play first, and probably primarily DH Torkelson at first, Jonathan Scope at second, Baez at short, uh, Candelario at third. Harold Castro is listed as your only utility infielder. Um, then to go to the outfield real quick: Robbie Grossman, Akil Badu, Austin Meadows, Victor Reyes. So now, as we get into as we get into the position, so players, did Willie in Castro infield, not allow? I will. He is in triple. To start the season. He did not make the roster out of camp. So this is this is an important discussion for me. And I you guys are gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna hear me bitch about the outfield all year long. I'm telling everyone on this podcast, I'm telling everyone listening, I will complain about the outfield all year long. So, as far as infielders are concerned, before I get to that, I don't I don't think there's anything else you could have expected. I think that at some point this year you're gonna see Ryan Kreidler, assuming they hang on to him. No. Uh
2: no. What do you mean, no? I'm uh, I I watch a lot of Toledo Mountain teams last year. I Ryan Kreidler Car- is fine, and he I don't understand what is occurring with trying to make him out to be this prospect that he's not. He's a nice player. Okay, well I I either way
0: I think that he would probably get some time up up here. No, time. I think I he would,
2: if if there's an injury in the middle of the infield, he'll get some time.
0: Um, and then I think, you know, a guy like Clemens is probably another year or two away Then, and, and I, I would assume that they might be looking I at an ideal Clemens. You think so? I think it, I feel like he's the guy to take over scope spot at, at some point.
2: No, I don't, like a, I, I don't love Clemens. I, I really don't. I mean, whatever. I mean, he's fine. I, he, I, he's definitely gonna be a big leader somewhere. I just don't, I, I don't see the vision of him being like productive.
0: Gotcha. No worries. Um, who else am I thinking of? Yeah. so Willie Castro. Does anyone know where Zach short is, by the way?
2: No clue. Don't care. Probably not on the Tigers anymore. Thank God. I don't
0: either. I, I don't either, but either way. So I don't think there's any surprises there on the infield. Um, Harold Castro. I mean, that's the guy I'm assuming he's going to play a lot of probably second base and third base. I could just see Javi Baez literally playing every single game out there at short. Um, not that Harold Castro's tremendous in the field, but that's, that's another guy who like, Every now and then you'll watch the Tigers and who's got two hits. Harold Castro is the only guy that, that has, you know, just slapping singles in the right field. So um, as long as his bat is there, it's a fine guy to have off the bench. I do think it was a bit of a surprise to maybe take a, take a guy like Garneau as a third catcher and not have Willie Castro up here. Um, and I'll I'll get more into that in a minute, I suppose, when I talk about the parade trade. But here, here's my problem with the outfield. And I have said I've been saying this to you guys for a while. Now, granted, Riley Green is hurt, he'll be hurt for a while. Derek Hill is hurt. He'll be out for a little bit as well. I understand and appreciate what Robbie Grossman has done for this team. And I understand that last year. he He was a great piece in the lineup to give you consistent hitting. He had pretty damn good plate discipline with drawing walks. I will tell you factually, he is not a good defender. He's just not. I, so I, I would like to think that Ala Vila, now especially with the addition of Austin Meadows, Robbie Grossman, depending on where you're at at the deadline, and, and, and you know, I don't <laughs> – I would like to think that this team's in a spot where they're competing for the playoffs. I don't know if they're selling Robbie Grossman's time. He has served his purpose because now I'm looking at an outfield where you have a Badu who should be playing every single day, Austin Meadows who should be playing every single day and Victor Reyes, who until Riley green is back and Derek Hill is back, should be playing every single okay. day. Okay, not that you're
2: wrong. You're just wrong, Rabs. I, over. Ra- simply, if you've seen the Victor sprint, Reyes, is over. Well, Robbie listen, listen. It's, it's a listen. fact.
1: We guys, we had this debate a million times. I don't last know year. why, and, why and it we're was. It. Did listen, we wait till the season. It was. It was Rabs and I versus Collins every fucking week on this thing,
2: over the, the Robbie Gross deal.
1: Grossman was so, so but, good okay. last year. I, I I want to throw in so good. He hit
2: three twenty. I want to look, I want look to, at I, his advanced numbers. Victor Reyes, I like numbers. Victor Reyes. Rams, you think like Victor Reyes is like Barry Bonds Junior. He, he's like, been. He's had a great spring. He's, he's a hitting, better defender. He's
0: faster. And he hits. He's like, he, it's not like he Collins. Hits 200. Collins, I want to.
2: I want to. Dad like two ten last
1: year. Collins, I want to. Not, this not as the year went on. No. <laughs> what? just set that? down to AAA. The revisionist history after he here, came
2: back up. Victor Reyes
1: had a horrible start to the season. Horrible.
2: And I after like that, you guys. Make me want to hate Victor Reyes, and I like Victor Reyes. He's
1: okay, Collins. Just not than Collins. Collins. It's
2: simple as that. Collins, you say that you want to take
1: everything in spring with a grain of salt. and I actually agree with you. I don't think spring's that big of a deal, but I just want to throw this at you because I want, I want your take on this. Like Victor Reyes is hitting 286 and, and, in spring and Robbie Grossman's hitting 200 and he's 32 years old. This guy who we laud as like, he's great at getting on base and he's a good veteran to have in the outfield. I think that was kind of, used up and i think we squeezed all that out last year because rabs i i actually agree that i and i, I said it earlier i said it earlier when when riley green gets back this outfield will officially be the deepest part of this roster so i who's the odd man out probably yes. the guy who's 32 years old who like doesn't bring a ton i agree collins i think Collins, your 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 argument Can last we,
2: year. G- pull up his numbers right I know, now. Collins, I some of the his numbers up.
1: Collins, your agreement last year or your argument last year, I think was right And that if you want to put the best guys out there every day to give yourselves the best chance to win, it was Robbie Grossman. But I think this year it's going to be a different story. That's my like, only. With the it's metal, not, at, that's it's, fine. Especially that's, after, especially after the metal trade. That's all. I, I that,
2: just, I, that's I'm fine with that. The idea of. I'm fine with the idea of you're like you're saying like I don't think Grossman's gonna have as good of a year as he did last year. Medals but doing I'm green everything that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm saying I think Victor Reyes should take over after a month or something like that. It's preposterous. It's preposterous to say Victor Reyes should be starting over Robbie Grossman for what he's done in two weeks of sprint training compared to what Robbie Grossman did over 162 games. And I like Victor Reyes. And I saw a lot of things I liked loved out of Victor Reyes when you had that COVID short season. I really do. But it is absolutely asinine. And just I, I it makes me question if you watched the team last year to say that. No, okay. So I, Collins, I, I don't, know what, I, don't <laughs> I don't really want if, you I want want to, perhaps, if you want to rephrase what you're saying and piggyback off Trent, what he was saying. I'm there's, fine with that, dude. But if you're saying i sticking my one, flag in the ground, Reyes should be playing, you're wrong. You're just wrong. And well, I'm not, I, I'm not going to do this argument longer because you guys are wrong.
0: I'm going to stick my flag in the ground because the fact that the notion that I'm not watching Tigers baseball, dude, Victor Reyes is a perfect example of a guy that when you don't let him play, how do you expect the guy to hit? When he I, plays every fifth day, let me read you the stats. <laughs> let me read you the stats. In 2018, his first year with the team, hundred games, he batted 222. His second year, 69 games, he batted 304. The next year, 57 games, batted 277. And last year in 76 games, he batted 258. And you want to, you're going to try to answer your question of who's getting squeezed out when Riley Green comes back, it's Victor Reyes. You know why? Because it's the advanced metrics say that Robbie Grossman, despite his age at 32, despite the fact that he has a third-grade arm in the outfield and he's an ass defender in right field, that's the guy they're going to play. That's the guy that Ryan Collins wants to play over Derek Hill, over Akil Badu, over Victor Reyes, over Austin Meadows, and over Riley Green.
2: Listen, I'm I'm, I'm, not. There's never going to be a scenario. Okay, I'm just, I, there's a reason he's in the lineup. I just don't, I. he gets on base. Victor Reyes doesn't get on base. And you act like, by the way, you're acting like Victor Reyes isn't a plus-plus defender. He has a good arm out of the outfield. He is not a plus-plus defender. He's also terrible on the base pass.
1: Well, he's a better defender than than Robbie Grossman. Grossman.
2: How many bases did Robbie Grossman steal last year? That's a a huge part of what the Tigers are trying to do.
1: Sure. Collins, I'm going to split hairs here because my thing is I just, I think Grossman. I don't
2: even like Grossman. Why do you guys make me do this? This is a
1: (laughs) stupid
2: conversation. I'm
1: I'm splitting hairs. the, The Riley Green injury. Followed by the the Meadows trade changes everything about this that we had set in stone two weeks ago. It just does. Like, Robbie Grossman, to your point, Collins, I think he's fine day one. I think when Riley Green comes back, he's the odd guy out. In my opinion, because I think you need Meadows, Badu, and Green playing every day with Victor Reyes. Derek Hill is your fourth and fifth guy. Grossman, at 32 years old, is not a part of the future. He probably will have value because, Collins, to your point, the advanced metrics. He's a good advanced metrics guy. He gets on base. Someone will take him. Take whatever you can get and move him because you just you simply don't need him. We haven't even talked about Daz Cameron. We haven't even talked about Harold Castro as your only utility guy on the team. They're just, in my opinion, Rose. and and Rose. it's not even an anti-growth. Trying to thing. win it's, now. Sure, sure. It, it and that's why that's why that's why Grossman gets these first two weeks. If he's hitting what he's hitting in the spring in the first
2: two weeks. I am not do this. I can't. I can't, guys. I can't do this. No, no.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I you meant two months. I meant, I meant, I, I'm I just...
2: meant, my bad. I meant two months.
1: I meant like the Riley Green well, – while Riley Green's out. Grossman, I don't want to say has a chance because it makes it sound like he's a young guy trying to make the roster. I'm saying he has his chance to – Put up the Collins if he's giving the same numbers he did last year. I agree with you. I just don't see that. Do you,
2: by the way, do you guys also, I, as much as I hate this and I think that Badu's proven that he deserves to get at bats against lefties, do you think the Tigers are going to put out Badu for every time they face a lefty? I don't.
0: No, just they by will the not. way
2: that they so I like the, Reyes isn't going to get a ton of at bats. And by the way, Meadows as good as Meadows has been. He's an everyday player, he's terrible against lefties too. So, I, I there's going to be. Opportunities for Reyes, and I, I'm not saying Grossman has to be an everyday player, but like there's a reason why he's ahead of Victor Reyes, he was good for them last year. I mean, that's the last thing I'm going to say. We can move on. Yeah, I oh, know. I know. I'm not you.
0: arguing the case of Robbie Grossman not being good for the Tigers. I'm just saying, Trent, I went when it comes down to it, and I look at the outfield again, Meadow in a perfect world when everyone's healthy, Meadows, Badu, Reyes, Hill, Green. That's five, it's plenty. So I would just hope I just I I don't have a problem with Robbie Grossman playing. I'm just saying that the it the, sounds the, like you
2: do. You played every but day the, last year.
0: The rotation, the rotation of of the outfielders need there needs to be some method to the madness because I don't I don't need Victor Reyes on the bench for five six games in a row because Robbie Grossman needs his shine because when you have the five outfielders that I named come in. It, defensively, your best outfielder is probably Derek Hill in center. You're probably going to want Badu in left,
2: and Meadows are green in right field, depending on who's better there. But so it sounds like ha- – what's it called? You're you're gonna gonna what they said to- is – the thing about it, which is weird, I didn't understand why they came out and said this, is like – like Derek, I, not Derek Hill, excuse me. um, Riley Green, when he gets back, is our everyday center fielder. A.J. Hinch said that, so
0: – Well, if that's the case, then I – Great, I guess, but I'm just. I'm I know just which. I, I mean, Derek Green Hill's got a place on this team, man. Field, But I mean, weird. Derek Hill's got a place on this team
2: with his. Speed, I agree. I agree. Rabs. I. I honestly, it's much well, I like Reyes, I like Hill more. I think Hill gives you more out of I the guys, especially you in your, especially in the role Hill will have to play. A guy who's not going to play there. every day.
0: Yes, I agree. But we can now go. Now that I've kind of aired my grievances with the outfield, and again, I'm. I'm putting my faith in AJ Hinch's hand. So we'll see how that I, by the way though, can I, I would like to f- say this to, to finish. I don't need Eric Haas playing in the outfield. I don't need to Either. see him play a snap in left field. I don't need to see Harold Castro He's in the outfield to, though. I don't need to see Willie Castro in the outfield. I don't need any of it.
2: Any not, of it. I, he, no, no, I guarantee you. I, I'm very interested to see what they do because it's, I, I don't think spring training has a great, feel for what actually is going to happen i i wouldn't be shocked when they face lefties that reyes and haas might be in the lineup some days in the outfield
0: no i i i, I believe it and just i agree based with you on the, I how could, they i'm just telling you right now right if there's gonna be one guy at comerica park if there's one thing i'm gonna be standing up yelling at the field about I, if there's one thing I'm going to be standing up and yelling about, it's going to be that kind of shit. Eric Hassen left, ball off his foot, that kind of shit. Grossman, noodle arm. Anyway, I digress. Um, relief pitching. I know, Trent, you thought the bullpen was going to be a strong point of this team. A couple things that I guess kind of suck coming in. I mean, Andrew Chafin, who you just recently signed to at a really strong uh, end of his year last year, who I believe was having a little bit of control problems this uh this spring, Um, he is on the IL to start the season. Kyle Funkhauser on the IL to start the season. Jose Cisnero is on the 60-day Not IL. Not great. Um, obviously, Not great. Obviously, Spencer Turnbull, as we said, is still recovering from the injury he suffered last year. But with that being said, yes, Collins, I agree. that The Cisnero being on the 60-day IL really sucks because, in my opinion, if you can get your starters on most days to go – Six innings, you know, you go
2: former Cisnero Soto, good night, Jim Kite. Like, that dude, a, Cisnero that's I, people like kind of forget Cisnero was like unhittable for about like a three to, like to a month there. He was really good all last year. He really was, was a
1: legit case that he should be the closer at one point. Yes,
0: at a certain point in time, that is absolutely correct. He looked like he could have been the closer,
2: but Greg just, Soto's the my, guy. My,
1: the reason I say that about that bullpen, yes, Rabs, is just that I think like. Fulmer is a huge part of that. He's a, I huge think Fulmer's part of a stud. He, he is. I mean, Fulmer Fulmer can give you two innings as a reliever, of course. And then I, I got you guys know how high I am on Soto and a lot of it is largely a joke because I kind of picked him as my tiger in the 60 game season. But like he was great last year. I know every team's got to send a guy. He was your all star. Like he was he was good. He had a good year. So you've got him. And like you said, Ravs, and you when is this narrow coming back? Midsummers I mean,
2: DL, which should be forever. Okay. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, that's no, again, Houser, that's the
1: eighth inning guy. as of now you've got Alexander in the in the bullpen, you know. I, I mean, love Alexander. And the, love so Alexander. I just think given what this team showed you last year, and, and and I can't help but be giddy and excited about it because we're finally ready to compete. And as Colin said, I'm as excited as I've been since 2014 about the Tigers, and their, their weakness has always been their bullpen. It was their biggest strength last year, and now you add the juice. Of these young guys in the core and Baez and Meadows and all this good stuff and Barnhart. And you got a top five manager. And
2: you like, dude, let's roll them out. Let's win some games. Like they let's... Were, I, talking about the pen, they need Chafin to be healthy. They really do. Um because I don't like the sprint training propaganda of Joe Jimenez. I won't fall for that. I just that's won't the do other it. thing. I
1: I see that and I'm like, I am not gonna. Do I just stuff. won't do it. I'm not putting it. the hook in my mouth. I'm not biting. The a- hook Alex
2: Lane, who was really good the last month of the year, has nasty stuff and could possibly be a guy who maybe like has a really nice year. Rebs, do you have the roster in front of you? The bullpen guys. Who yeah. Are, so who so what, here, what about Willie Peralta? Peralta? So here,
0: yeah. so I'll I'll. So Willie Peralta starting the year in, in single a, I believe Damn, really? he has to get, well, he has to get some, I don't know what his deal was, but I don't think he's pitched something happened, but he's, he's apparently starting the year in single a, and is supposed to work his way up to get back to the, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where he's in there for long, but I think that he just must've not like, hasn't thrown At all, but here's your 10 relief pitchers on the roster as of now. Gregory Soto, Michael Fulmer, Alex Lang, Joe Jimenez, Jason Foley, Rony Garcia, who sucks, by the way. Drew (laughs) Hutchison, Will Vest, Jacob Barnes, Elvin Rodriguez. So those last guys I mentioned, like Will Vest, Jacob Barnes, Elvin. Who the fuck are those guys? Elvin Rodriguez. Who are these guys?
1: No idea. Uh, Who knows? But
0: that's the thing, Trent. You don't so okay. So I named those names. You don't have Jose Cisnero yet. You don't have Kyle Funkhauser yet. You don't have Andrew Chafin yet. So who knows what Will Vest, Jacob Barnes and Elvin Rodriguez are all about, but let's say if you boot those three guys out of the out of the bullpen and throw the three guys I just named in there, that's a hell of a rotation. And then you have to take into account that Michael Pineda is going to be up in the first couple of weeks of the year. Tyler Alexander moves back, Alexander moves back to the bullpen. You add him in there, as another lefty arm. So Maybe like the bullpen's too Joey Wentz, if he, whenever he's ready, I will tell you the only name on this on this list that I can speak intelligently to that I tell you I can tell you is brutal. Rony Garcia is terrible. He will not. I'm telling you, he will be the first guy. I promise you. Whoever whoever gets healthy first, whether it's Pineda coming into the bowl, coming into the starting rotation and and uh, Alexander being moved back, or if it's Andrew Chafin coming off the IL, Rony Garcia is on the first flight back to Toledo. I promise you that right now. Brian Garcia, I don't know what Brian Garcia's deal is. Who is was the little fat, short guy that pitched a lot last year for the Tigers in the bullpen? Is that Alvin Rodriguez? You know no, what I'm talking it's not. About?
1: Elvin's new. Wasn't that Willie Peralta?
0: No, no. Short, fat guy. I
2: don't Michael know Fulmer. Who you're about. No. <laughs> I'll figure out his name. Well, I, I do think having a back end like Fulmer and Soto just in general is Really nice, and right, navities. like those, those
1: guys are going to throw every day, so it's like,
2: yeah, but you can't have that. That's why you need a guy like Chafin, who you paid a decent amount of money for a lever. So, um, Funkhauser, I think, is sneaky, a really important piece of this bullpen. He had his ups and downs last year, but he's another guy who could give you two innings on a night. Say Matt Manning can't get past five because I just, as much as you like or, or you want to hype up this rotation, I still think. Like going to be still really There's yeah. still going to be problems going deeper into games with this rotation. Yes, and I You're going to need guys to bridge the gap to Fulmer and to Soto. So uh, you need guys like Fonkhauser. You need guys like Chafin. You need guys like Alexander. So that's one of those things. That's why, I, I mean, say Skruble is just like lights out and Erod's lights out and Mize is able to figure out the off speed being a little bit more deceptive than it. it it has been then this team could be you're like oh okay doesn't matter really what's in this bullpen but i just don't see that so the pitching they're gonna have to win some football games they really are i i really do think that for at least until they get healthy in that back end and i don't the thing about Chafin, i don't understand the severity of his injury it sounds like they're just being cautious and he could be up pretty soon yep uh, what is it? Yeah, I mean, hand? he's
0: only on the IL for ten. I think it was like elbow soreness or something. is listed as like right elbow soreness or something.
1: He'll be back in the second week. He's so, a lefty too, so yeah. or
0: left, whatever, left. Sorry, whatever elbow it was. But yeah, I mean, he's on the IL. As far as guys you have listed that are on your forty man, like Brian Garcia starting the year in the minors, um, Joey Wentz, as you just said, Collins. Um, I'm sure, I can't find who that guy is. You know the other guy I didn't mention, Daz Cameron. that's another guy that's a hit dude that he needs to fucking get he does hit triple a he just can't do it at the big league level so i'm fine with him starting the year in triple a but that's again another another
2: daz will get traded i i he's another guy if this team's good they will move daz cameron at the deadline
0: yeah that's a good that's a good point i mean the other guys in the minors the minors too on your 40 man uh, Willie Castro, Cody Clemens, Zach Short. So Zach Short still is with the team. I, not a major league baseball player. I'm sorry, Zach Short. Thank you for your service. Um, but yeah, I mean the pitching. Like I said, there's just to start the year with three of your relievers on the IL, or I guess what two two on the IL, and arguably like two of your IL, most sorry. important
2: guys too, which is not great.
0: Yes. So I mean, but but. Regardless, I'm ex- I'm excited to see who these some some of these other guys are that I don't know. The Elvin or Elvin Rodriguez and Will Vast and uh, who else did I just name? Jacob Barnes. Like I don't know what those guys bring to the table. I'm not gonna pretend and even know where they came from, but um, we'll see what those guys bring. Jason Foley's a guy too. Like you saw bits and pieces of him last year a bit. I mean, he throws the ball hard, but I, it's, like, obviously, if you can't get guys out, you don't have a secondary pitch. It doesn't mean anything. But
2: I, I like I what know. they have.
0: Um yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about the ESOC parade? I know we've been talking about Austin. Well, we, we gotta
1: hit that. We definitely gotta hit the Cabrera Torbleson thing.
0: Yeah, I so my only thing on on the trade, so I I mean, I like the move because as I, as I said, like this to me, like, okay, the rebuild's over because Isak Paredes to me was a guy that was just getting like, okay, we need to get him innings, but we also need to get Willie Castro innings and Harold Castro innings. And where are we going to play Isak? Is it, is it a third? Okay. Well, if it's a third, we like to play candy every day. So how many innings can we get him? I think that he will be just fine in Tampa. Like it sounds like he's going to get a real shot to play. And I think as an everyday player, he will be just fine. Like, I don't know if it's going to be one of those Eugenio Suarez situations where he just absolutely lights it up and he's filthy, but either way, like there there were just too many things in front of Isak Paredes to get a real shot that he needed to be an everyday major league baseball player. And I'm not necessarily crying over spilled milk that he's no longer with the team. He didn't really get to see him come to fruition because I do think Austin Meadows is like, that good of a piece and in great power to have from the left side hitting into that right field at Comerica Park to where I really think that that's a guy that it can help you legitimately win now and be a piece of your outfield for the future and Isak Paredes you're you know you're probably kind of waiting around this year and getting him some more innings then okay maybe best case scenario we have to find a place for him to play next year I don't know where that would be in the infield but. I think this just brings up an even bigger conversation for me of just how disappointing, like some of the moves that the Tigers have made trade wise have been. And granted, if you want to look at this glass half full getting Isak Paredes gets you to Austin Meadows and who knows what Austin Meadows is going to bring you. But, you know, I just mentioned Daz Cameron, Jake Rogers hasn't been able to really stay healthy and you haven't really been able to see him in a full season per se. It's just like kind of, you know, and Alavila has made up for it a bit with with some free agent signings um, like Erod, like a Chafin, um, like a Baez. Obviously, it's not, you know, it wasn't Carlos Correa, but there's been moves that have been made to where you maybe are covering your tracks a little bit from things that have kind of fallen off the wagon, such as like, you know, we're looking at all these trades when the team got blown up. And really all you have to show for it is Jamer Condelario, right? Unless I'm missing someone. Like that's been – and he's been a very bright spot, right? But, I mean, Alex Lang, I guess, like he was a part of some trade, but you really can't – you don't know what you have with him because he hasn't given you a full solid year yet. But it's just frustrating. Like with all with all the guys that you had, and, and now like Isak Paredes is gone too. It's like what do you have left to show for Do you care though at this point?
1: I don't, I
2: don't. I seriously don't care anymore.
1: Rabs, I think you nailed it when you said there was too much ahead of them to become an everyday player because when you look at the Tigers infield, it's literally set for the foreseeable future, that being at least the next two, three years because it is Candy every day at third, a guy who was your second or, or, or best player each of the last two years, Scope, who you just extended at second, Baez, who you just got for great value on a seven-year deal at short, and then obviously Torkelson. So... I completely agree with you that like Isak Paredes, while he is a great—I don't even want to say great—he's a promising prospect, I guess. There, there was just no, there was no path for him to play the volume that he should maybe earn or like deserve, right? So that's why you said you deal him to Tampa. And or needs I, well, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, to give him a fair shot. There's, a, there's a humanity aspect of this game too, and I think that's what people forget. Like. Isak Paredes probably a great guy and Al Avila's like all right dude like I'd love I'd love for you to play everyday here probably not going to happen I'll send you somewhere where you can actually make something work and apparently the Rays were eyeing him in the offseason earlier you know they were like a, I read something that the Rays were maybe looking at Paredes way back and like February, but it's just I, that
0: scares me because the Rays are notorious for just scouting talent and just making the most well, out of what is sure. But Rabs,
1: I think at the at the end of the day, I can sleep at night knowing that I've got a great defensive uh third baseman who can hit for power and contact. I've got a seven-year guy, El Mago, who is gonna end up being a top five shortstop in the game. I've got scope and look say what you want about scope, very good all-around player. So it's like there's really no matter how you slice it, like, sure, maybe he does go pull the Eugenio Suarez, but what can you blame the Tigers for not really squeezing him into the rotation every, every fourth or fifth day. Right. Which is kind of our gripe with Reyes and that whole situation. So I don't know. That's my bottom line. And the other thing with the Meadows situation is Collins. I don't, uh, and we're not going to do the Grossman thing. I'm not going to bring it back up, but my, my point is my opinion on Grossman and the fact that I think the Tigers should deal him at the deadline really became a thing. Once the medals trade happened, it wasn't necessarily like I thought he should be dealt, you know, last year. Like, I understand the value of Robbie Grossman. Once you throw medals in there, as Rab said, you've got five or six names who are younger, more spry, and just seemingly a better fit for the future than, than, than Grossman is. So I love the, I love the deal overall. I guess what I'm saying.
2: I, I love the deal, too. I think it makes sense for both sides. I think Paredes will be a nice MLB player. I've watched him a lot. I don't think he has the pop that a lot of people think he does. I think he can hit for average for a long time in the MLB because he has good hands. He's a smart player. He's actually a good defensive third baseman. Like He has really good hands over there. He's not doesn't have the most range, but he really is has good hands and good player in the field. So... Good for him, whatever. Um, I love the move. I don't want to talk about that much. But to Ravs' point, I don't really care at this point about all this stuff they didn't get. I understand it. It sucks if they would have hit on more of these guys. Maybe that rebuild doesn't take five years. But now that we're at where we're at now, they got plenty of talent and a plenty of young talent for me to be very excited about the future. So I'm kind of over that. I get what you're saying, Ravs. And I think you kind of – you made the point, too, that Avila's kind of understand some of his sins and he's trying to be forgiven for some of them by going out and making some nice free agent and some nice trades. So, I don't really care about that anymore. I really don't. I have no purpose yeah. in I, Collins,
1: I am right next to you on that bandwagon. Like, I'm, they've I'm over They've definitely
0: gotten to a spot where they've, like – like I said, they've, they've kind of covered their ass a bit. Like, one way or another, it's maybe as slow as it's. Yeah, taken, but uh, it's
2: – Like, knows two what years ago, I, I – Two years ago, I I would be right in the same camp with you if they made this move for Austin Meadows because I'd be like, I still don't see it with a certain amount of guys, but I've saw I've seen enough out of some of these young guys where I'm really really excited. So, yeah, I just the thing
0: I got I look back to the Verlander trade. If you could have just gotten Kyle Tucker, that would have been so awesome. But, but I digress. Fucking
2: yeah, so Franklin I guess Perez. hey Franklin Perez, thirty pitch bullpen, sweet.
0: Yeah, so what's the deal with him? Because he's not on the 40 man, but Alex
2: Fayeto, which is the who who came off of the injury? Is that Frankie Perez or both? Frank Perez, they DFA'd him last year and then because they knew no one would sign him because he has so many injury issues.
1: Well, hold up. These two guys, Perez and Fayeto, this is the famous Rabs, speed it up a little, speed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think
2: we'll see. I think we'll actually see Fayedo at some point this year. So Frankie Perez is the guy that was hurt last
0: year. That's well, Fayette was live.
2: hurt last year too. But so was Franklin Perez. Yeah, I just don't I can't I just can't keep track of it.
0: Those are like <laughs> the last, those are truly Trent. Like Bo Burrows was in that camp. They dealt him, but these are the two like no, remaining guys. Frankie Burrows. Perez and Alex.
1: No, I'm just I'm just saying count r- raps. This is one of the most hallmark infamous moments in the history of this podcast. And my brother Brock and I still like quote you to this day where you were like, I got news for you. If some of these fucking pitching prospects can't speed it up. And yeah,
0: you, you no, I do. It was Perez and Fayeto. Yes, you're right, Collins. Burroughs did get cut, went to Minnesota. I don't know what his status is, but that's, you know, a, a little, again, disappointing that that's a name you heard for years that never worked out. But Fayeto and Frankie Perez the two guys left on my shit list. Let's see something.
2: Speed it up. I'm but excited yeah, about once. I, we can... I think actually once is going to be good.
0: He's, yes, I agree, Collins. I agree. It matches. Mean, so that's if a you, that's you from take a trade. Solace,
2: that's a nice piece they got from a trade. Yes. There, what about, there what about Jackson Job?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. When, a, Trent, I mean,
0: Trent, when you and I are bringing our kids to the game, that's when we'll see Jackson Job up
2: pitching, starting opening. Great day spin rate. Great spin rate on that fastball. Love it.
0: T- terrific. Um, yeah, we can talk about the Miggy Torkelson thing. I mean, I know it was obviously a pretty cool story. I guess that I don't, I don't know the I, I think, details, but yeah, opinion, no, there, like, there, there, we don't love the to torque or whatever.
1: We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but yes, I, I just think it's, I think it's something that Miggy, who we all love, who by the way is still a fantastic hitter, who is uh, three twenty one in spring training. I'm sorry, I have all the spring training numbers in front of me, but. Miggy is Miggy is still going to he's got that big poppy role now and maybe now that he's just hitting every day pretty much for the most part maybe he'll play first one every 10 games or something like that. Maybe he'll stay healthy. Can but play it just first still. It's just incredible that he has embraced that role cuz we've been begging for it for years, right? And I think last year you guys all three of us we even had the conversation on multiple occasions of like Now that you have Torkelson, Torkelson's that guy where it's like, okay, well they try to play
2: Torque at third. I don't know what the fuck. Which
1: which is is weird, yeah. And I think we all agree that Candy should be there. And this is the this is literally stupid, guys. This is we have achieved the pipe dream at this point to where you've got your defensive ace at third in the hot corner with Candy, and now you've got the guy we've all wanted to see, Torque. You've got him at first, and Miggy's okay with it. So everything in the locker room, to my by, by my estimation, is great. This is this is the pipe dream, like golden infield. You've got a great catcher back there. You've got a deep outfield, and now you've got Miggy hitting the DH, the universal DH. Is is that a thing now? Is is it this year or is next year? Yes. We're doing that. Okay, so No, it's
0: I, I I is this like how it is forever now at the
2: NL or no? I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they yeah, adopted I it. They I just didn't know if it was this year. As they
2: should funny. Yeah, no, yes, they
1: made the right choice. So my point is, Miggy is literally going to play DH every single day, and he seems to have embraced that, and it is awesome, and it is yet again another turning point and another uh, uh signal that this Tigers team is deep, ready to win, ready to compete, and right, re- we're gonna bite an kneecap off. Basically, is what the Tigers are saying right now. I love it. I love. I. I, lo- I also. I love Miggy. Love Miggie.
2: Awesome. No, Maggie's the best. Uh, I do think only take I have from the story is the fact that like, I, I he's just like, Meggy is old enough to like, forget about all the other bullshit. And he said, like, I just want to win at this point. And I know he has a ring. It happened when he was like 10.
1: Yeah.
2: 10 years old at this yeah. point. You want some other he
1: wants another
2: one. Yeah. So, and I think he said, I mean, what he's got two more. He's a one more year after this year, I believe on his deal. Yes. And I think he said, I'm retiring after that. I think he already went out and kind of said that. He's said after my Tigers deal runs out. I plan on kind of hanging it up. I don't know if he was going to stay on that because I actually think. I well, mean, yeah, Miggy, I mean, if the Tigers had competing. a dreadful April, that's a one thing. If you look at Miggy's average last year, go look at his April splits to what his total actually ended up. I Like Miggy was batting like 050, like tw- 15 games in the season. Like, maybe even a little bit longer than that. He was struggling. So, I, I think in a role where he's not counted on to provide super, like, huge power numbers, he can have a nice year. And just the signal of him to say, hey, we need Torkelson in the lineup, I think is a massive improvement for a guy who I always said just kind of been a leader. But there, I, I think sometimes, I mean, he's an immature guy. You kind of put that before the team. So... I mean, Dre Fermege. I, I I mean, it's awesome. I if you're Torkelson, that has to be like the coolest moment ever. Yeah, and like he, actually,
1: the video of Torkelson talking about it was very cool too. Like he was just well. Like I
2: mean, that, that's that. just awesome to see the best hitter of your the past generation being like, "Hey, kid, it's your spot now." Like that's fucking awesome. So,
1: yep. agree.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else, Tigers-wise. I guess I don't. Well,
1: let's it, let's do let's do this real quick, like last nope. thing. Where do they finish in the division?
2: I second. I think, I think the White Sox are going to win it. With a but gun in my that,
1: head, I'm saying second. I absolutely give them a puncher's chance to to win it. You definitely got to have some breaks and you got to overachieve. But Collins, I agree with you. Second is my. Pick.
2: I don't think the White Sox are this good or not. I really not. don't, dude. I think they're good. I, I, no, they're real. No, they really are dear. really good and they have some. Uh, like, legit talent. But I don't see, like, I don't think people are as tuned in to how bad the AL Central was last year.
1: The AL Comedy Central?
2: No, but they, they it, it was trash. And, like, the Tigers were, like, I think that's why maybe the Tigers had a little bit better of a record than most people thought coming in. Like, the Royals, like, the Royals were a little bit frisky for some point of the year. I mean, Salvi was awesome last year, but, like, well, the,
1: the 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 then down are here. also terrible. The Royals
2: aren't great. I, I mean, the Twins were a complete disaster last year. Um, I just think the Central as a whole is going to be better this year, and I think it's going to be tougher for the White Sox. I don't. Next year, are they doing it this year or next year, where they're doing like the universal schedule? No I, idea.
1: I don't know what that means. What is that?
2: Well, I think they're – because they play so many division games, I think Manfred said that every year now that they're going to try and have all 32 teams play each other, which I think is a cool oh, idea.
1: that is dope. I like that.
2: No, it's sick. It's the way – especially if you're going to play 162 games, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, even if and you just not, do, like, two-game series and stuff like that, fine.
2: Yeah, so I I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I just don't I, – I think they finished second division. I think they're better – I think the Cleveland Guardians are going to be better than people think. They have really good pitching, and they still dis- have some. I disagree, though. They can't hit. Dude, they I also... think that
0: team, that team might blow itself up if they're, if they're not
2: No, I, I completely agree, deadline. but I think first half of the year, they, they just have a lot of good pitching there. I don't see it with the Twins. I really don't. I get they made all these weird moves. That just seems like a team is going to fall on its face. Yeah, I agree. Like it seems like a year where Correa isn't going to hit like 280 have a nice year. And I could be wrong. It could be a year where like Correa is like, I want to make even more money because he's basically on another one year deal.
1: There's all, yeah, there's like, there's also no commitment from Correa. Like he does not give a fuck about the Twins' success this year
2: or next. Like he doesn't. I, I don't think the Royals are going to be terrible this year either. I really don't. I don't. They don't have,
0: they don't have enough. Like the Tigers have way more pieces than they do. Well,
2: so no, okay, okay, so hold so, up. I Like they're not awful. They have some like, they have Benatendi, ESLB, you yet the number one prospect in baseball, Bobby Wood Jr. coming up for KC this year. Like, I think the Central as a whole is a lot better than it's been in a long time.
1: Well, Ravs, before you go, I want to bring this up because I actually checked this last night and it has moved. The odds to win the division have shifted a little bit. So last night, the White Sox were minus 225. So overwhelming favorites That's to win. That's so
2: much to win a division. No,
1: I think it is, too. I think it is, too. But listen, so here's what I want to bring up. is
2: the I twins, don't like their pitching staff. The Twins Amazing.
1: last night were plus, six, were plus 550, and the Tigers were plus 600. It has now shifted to the Tigers and Twins are both plus 550, and the White Sox are down to minus 215 instead of 225. So clearly, it, it, I think the narrative has shifted a little bit. To where like the tigers and Twi- the tigers have now. I I don't want to say surpassed because they have the same odds as the twins, but I think they've gotten a little more respect. So my thing is, I just I I give the tigers a puncher's chance. I'm saying like maybe fifteen percent chance to win this division. It could absolutely. It's on the table. You get a couple I, breaks. I just, the White Sox underachieve as they always do. You know
2: I don't know. The White Sox spent zero money and made like zero commitment to their franchise. They well. didn't
1: get any better. Like. They did not, get and
2: up. the problem, and, and the thing about it is, they didn't necessarily need to because you have Tim Anderson, who I think is arguably the best all around, just a hitter in baseball. You have Robert, who if he can stay healthy, could possibly be the next MVP of this league. You got Abreu, who's awesome, and then you got
0: Eloy Jimenez. Andrew yeah, Jimenez Vaughn. is a,
2: Vaughn. Um, they traded magical right.
0: They did, yeah. That was weird, dude. Their to, lineup was fucking unbelievable last year.
2: Well, magical. I mean, he was not. He was an awesome, but I mean, they gave it away for some. pitch. I just, I mean, they kind of just let Rod Rodon walk. That was weird is, too. I didn't. They they just. I I weird vibe. I just feel like I'm not. I still think the White Sox are gonna win the division. Minus two twenty is a lot. To win a division in baseball,
1: it is and plus five fifty is like uh, like a young hundred.
2: Like I don't know, I just that team hasn't stayed healthy once either. That's my thing. They always
1: they always implode. Like by July, they they don't implode. They they've been
2: really good the last two years, but they have not been healthy either for a hundred sixty-two game or even remotely close. So I don't know. We'll see. They just got
0: AJ Pollock too. That was weird because Madrigal. They traded Magical to the Cubs for for Kimbrel, and they just traded Kimbrel to the Dodgers for Pollock. So, but yeah, I don't know. Either way, by the way, I just Rondell still there? Uh, yes, I believe so. He like can't hit. By the way, Yasmani Grandal like, but he he also
2: also... hits like some balls like seven hundred. Yes,
0: yeah, it's bizarre. But like he's yeah, I. But I was looking at. just looking at some minor league stuff, poking around for the Tigers. A couple things. Number one, Frankie Perez is starting the year in AAA. So good for him, Frankie Perez. Alex Fiedo is starting in high A in uh, Lakeland. And did you guys know that Brian Pena was the manager of the Whitecaps? Did anyone yep, know that? Yep, I did know
2: that. I did, I did not know, know that. that.
0: I feel like I did, but I didn't. But, so that's cool. That's all. What else do we want to do for Tigers? Anything else? Any suggestions? I nothing. nothing? That's,
2: that's all. good. I, I think we already said we all like the over. So that's basically yep. Yeah, over like the win the total. Over.
0: I think this team does do and ugh, it's gonna obviously it's gonna come down to uh staying healthy and who they can add back to the roster it's, it later in the year, but I think this team can make the playoffs. I'm not saying that as a is a is a tigers slappy. I just think that the way that the playoff has expanded a little bit. I think that the tigers can grab a wild card. I think they'll finish in second place in the central. I really do think they can make the playoffs. I think that if you Watch enough baseball around the league, and you look at this Tigers lineup, I think that you are impressed, and I think that if you have a read on who is hurt and who is not with the team right now, and you think, wow, once they get these guys back, like I think the Tigers have a legitimate competitive roster. They do. There are no more question marks on this roster. You know what you're getting. You know what you have in the minors, That if you have to bring someone up, you know who's coming up, but I don't think there's any more question marks on this roster. Get guys healthy, and let's play ball. That's it for me.
1: Don't disagree. Let's go. Go, Tigers. Come on. Let, let that that's my, I'm just I'm I've never been so excited for a tiger season in a long time. That's all. Do you guys want to do do we do you want me to do the trifecta?
0: Yes, of course.
1: All right. Well, we didn't do it last time. So I've got People a couple it. questions that are a little outdated, but we'll have some fun with it. Um
0: oh my god, we didn't talk about the fucking end of March Madness, too, by the way. Who cares? Need to.
2: Who cares? Yeah, like uh, like I it was a great time. Was it great, yeah. it Was great, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I yeah, thought it was I, I, stupid. I, I hated
1: thing. it. I hated the final four. I hated the fact that North Carolina got their, I got their thing sucked for like two weeks, and I hated the fact that that we I, that I got
2: I, on the this. I actually don't understand what's going on. Uh, I did not done, enjoy the final four. Detour.
1: I didn't enjoy the final four. That is all I'm saying. I thought a four game what?
2: between Duke and North Carolina is like a top ten game in the. Oh no, yeah, four
1: that was a good game. I also enjoyed that Duke loss. It Doesn't change the fact that I hate North Carolina because 2009 me is sitting there crying in my cereal. I hated that.
2: I did not. I did uh, not it, care. It, like Trump, like uh, I, I've long past gotten over that 2009 game. No, that, and I had, never I had, had a too, shot. But that doesn't We've never change had the, a shot.
1: Of the two teams, I'm obviously going to root for UNC over Duke, but like I just. I still was a kid in my most vulnerable state and had to watch North Carolina pull our pants down on TV.
2: So I'm just We've saying, never had I, a shot. Back.
1: I did not enjoy that Final Four. The team I was rooting for was Villanova. They got waxed by Kansas. So it just was- I don't
2: love Kansas. I I I don't love the idea of Bill Self getting a second title, but whatever. I'm over it.
0: Scumbag. People forget he's a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> I don't think he's a piece of shit. He just cheats in college basketball. Who cares? I'm back.
1: Well, so listen, you guys are laying out all the reasons that I hated the final four, yet you're telling me that I'm an idiot for not they were
2: all good games, dude. That's a good final four with good okay. brands. I Great. like that.
1: Fine. I would have liked to see a Big Ten team in there. I would have liked to see a team well, that's not that doesn't get their
2: absolute. Sort of the Big Ten sucks.
1: I would not I would like to see a team that doesn't get stroked all year to make it to the final four. That's all. I I, what I don't she know. He was what if, on
2: the bubble all year. Okay. We can move on. Move well,
1: on. Well, sure, but they weren't actually, didn't they finish the year like
2: for, they were an eight seed, Trent. They were sort on the bubble. The I know, but they, the
1: they like weren't an eight seed. That's the thing. Like they were that's, better than no, that. They, it
2: was very poorly done by the committee. I agree.
1: Well, they that. also didn't play up to their stand. I don't know. I Rabs, you wanted to talk. Is there anything you want to say before? We no, move?
0: I just, lo- I thought it was, I thought it was a great tournament. I was. was upset that there were really no buzzer beaters. That would have been cool. Uh, I'm trying to think St. Peter's cool story. Um, now, that, now that entire team has exploded, and you'll never hear of St. Peter's ever again, except for when you're being nostalgic about the tournament. But that was a cool story. Um, Villanova said that guy got hurt because they could have hung in that game a bit more with Kansas. Um, 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 Duke-UNC was cool. Good game. Fuck you, Coach K. Um, uh, national Championship was awesome. Uh, to see Kansas come back like that, it made the game fun. Um, I don't, didn't really care for either team. I like Hubert Davis. Um, but yeah, March Madness is over. That was, that was cool. What a ride.
1: What a ride. That's fair. All right. Trifecta. We'll get this over with first question. What's the bigger deal. The Lions being on hard knocks or hosting the 2024 draft in Detroit. What's What's the the big deal. What, 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 what's a bigger deal. What moves the needle more for you?
2: 2024 draft. Not close. What was the question?
1: What's the bigger deal? Hard knocks for the lions or 2024 draft in Detroit?
0: Oh, we didn't talk about that either. Yeah. This is my way of working it in. Yeah. You know, look, I think the hard knocks thing, I mean, the lions have avoided it for so long. I, Dan Campbell obviously has this aura about him that people are interested and want to see him. Like, I think people think they're going to see Dan Campbell, like in the tigers facility at three o'clock in the morning, like eating nails or something. I don't know what people want. Um, I don't need the cameras in the locker room to be a distraction, but it will be cool to kind of see behind the scenes. I like seeing behind the scenes stuff like that of my teams, so that'll be cool. But and I'll watch like great. I think the draft being in Detroit is a big deal, man. Like you know, Detroit gets overlooked a lot as a city, um, but I I think that it's gonna you know they haven't hosted
2: anything in forever.
0: Yeah it'll it'll bring it'll bring some nice buzz to the city. They're gonna do it at campus marches, which will be cool. Um, you know, depending on where I'm at job wise at that time, I'll probably be involved in that in some capacity as a helping hand, which would be fun too, but, um, that'll be cool. You know, it, it, it's, it's nice for the city. I think that's, that's a big deal. So I, well, say I
2: think the bad. thing about it is I think it, well, I hard knots is a big deal to me because I've always loved hard knots since yeah, I was, I was a little them. kid. And I've always wanted the lions to be on it. And the, the fact that they're going to be on it this summer is going to be awesome. I'm going to be so excited to watch that. Hard also has kind of lost its luster. It really has. So maybe, like I don't know. I mean, Campbell's a good personality, and the Lions will regain that juice for me. Um, but the draft—it's not even just for the NFL draft. If it goes City. well, if it goes well, it's like oh, Detroit kind of back on up and coming. Maybe they get a Final Four. Maybe you get a, another Super Bowl. Maybe you get a Big Ten championship game. Maybe you get something. Yeah. So it's just nice that they're hosting something again.
1: Yeah, no, that's my thing, Collins. Like, I I think this question is kind of a softball, to be honest, because it definitely is a bigger deal that the 2024 draft is going to be in Detroit. Because it's not only great for, you know, the people of Detroit. It's great for the city itself. It's publicity, like you said. It's just good. And the city deserves it because they haven't hosted anything in forever.
2: But People always talk about Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a nicer city and a better city. I'm not saying nicer, like more fun. It's just cleaner and whatever. It's easy to host events there. But the whole thing, it's like Indianapolis, you can just walk everywhere. You can do that in Detroit too. Right. Detroit. That's like the nice thing about Detroit. You can walk from everywhere.
1: There's also more to see in Detroit, hot take, but like you're right on the water. It just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, that's going to be incredible. I think the case for Hard Knocks is like Rab said, it's the Dan Campbell factor. It's also Jamal Williams. Don't sleep on him. He's going to be America's sweetheart by like September. Everyone's going to love that guy. I think the, the the thing about Hard Knocks is it at least just, it, I don't want to say ropes in, but it, it like brings in some of these like fans who are just kind of hype beasts who watch the show that kind of like I, the lions are going to get a little love during the season, even if it's just,
2: no, for sure. they will. Yeah. So,
1: so that's the good thing there because you're in a second year of your rebuild where I think it's very, very pivotal that the lions at least take a step this year and have some juice and this helps that. So that's the only reason I asked the question 2024 draft. Let's go. That's going to be awesome.
0: Good question. Way to tie it in. I forgot about both.
1: Thank you, Rabs. hashtag Thank you, Rabs. Uh, question two. Um, I asked Collins this before the show, but I want to ask Rabs because of your gig that you have now. What's the best concert you've seen at Pine Knob? Because okay, while you think, let me let me just preface. It's Sammy just, Hagar. Just Sammy Hagar is coming to Pine. No- yes, as a fan, Sammy Hagar is coming to Pine Knob in August. And I really want to go with my dad. So I'm excited. I've never been. So I I' I'm, I'm, I want
2: your perspective the best. I love that place
0: God I would say I would say the best the God, Seeger the best I mean like see I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Bob Seeger puts on the best show at 70 80 years <laughs> old or whatever but that was that was a very cool like nostalgic I'm glad I got to see him who else was good that I saw I did get to see Brad Paisley in the pit. With my buddy that loves Brad Paisley. So that was a really cool experience. Have you seen Buffett? No, I've worked Buffett. It's a fucking nightmare.
1: Eddie Money?
0: Fuck Eddie Money. May he rest <laughs> in peace. May he rest in peace.
2: Um, I love Eddie hammered on the I would say,
0: I, I, you know what? I would say Stapleton at, at Pine Knot, DTE, Pine Knot, whatever. Stapleton was great but i'm just trying to think of like entertainment value keith urban keith urban put on a really good show when i saw him the one time um i would say yeah i would say like entertainment value maybe keith urban cuz he comes up to that b stage um i would say the, the one of the coolest ones that i that i worked that i was surprised was uh 30 seconds to mars was pretty cool
1: is that jared Leto?
0: it is and i didn't even fuck dude i didn't I, you should have seen me when i showed up to for work that day because I I I know like a pretty good amount of 30 seconds to Mars songs just from like over the years of growing up or whatever and I this was like off the heels of me watching like Suicide Squad or, or something that Jared Leto was in and I was on this big kick of like Jared Leto he's a man rocket he, he's a really really good actor like incredible and then I he's- show up to DTE and like oh yeah by the way it's Jared Leto and his brother 30 I'm like no fucking way no so, way
1: so you didn't know 30 seconds to mars was jared leto or what Did not
0: for the longest okay, time okay now i do and it's even better
1: that's pretty cool jared leto by the way 50 years old does not look a day over 35 like he's, that's that, great. I, he's I, 50? he's 50 no oh he's 50 he's, 50? he's 50 there was a big deal at the grammys about like hey he was 50 and lenny kravitz is 57 and both those guys look like they're like in their 30s and they're both rockets but I don't know, Collins. Do you have a a a pine knob shell that sticks out in my? I was time?
2: telling Trent this earlier. I definitely haven't been to Pine Knob as many times as I should have, but I've been to a lot of country concerts there. I mean, what's it called? I'm trying to think if I have ever been to a rap concert there. I went to Little Wayne at the Palace, which was awesome, <laughs> great concert. Um, I went to Rihanna concert at DT, which was unreal. Got an extra ticket for that, and you're like Ryan, you want to go? I'm like, yep, I'll be there. Um, trying to think of the best time I've had a... Oh
1: my god. Well, it's okay I, if you don't have an answer. I kind of just I've been to
2: a, I've been to enough where I mean, DT is just a good place to hear concert. The sits are really well. Just good vibes all the time. I'd rather say Toby Keith. I love Toby Keith though. I've but been to a Toby Keith. I love Toby Keith. I'm a huge Toby Keith guy.
1: I yeah, so it. I'm I am excited to finally get there. Toby the Keith is head. one of those
2: guys, too, like Buffett, Trent, who just plays the hits, and I respect that.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, just put on a show. like, have Yeah, show, have that's
2: why I want to see Buffett. Buffett just plays his hits. That rules.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Jimmy Buffett, half his stuff isn't even his, right? I mean, it's like he plays a lot of covers. Yeah. Isn't that his thing? Yeah, no, that's cool. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, okay, anyways. Let's round this out. Um, <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, this is a ridiculous question. It was brought up by my roommate and I last night. We're having this discussion. What percent chance do you give all four Detroit teams to make the playoffs next year? Like, not I'm not talking this lion season. I'm talking like this season plays out and then next like 2023. What's the what are the chances that you give all four? Wait,
2: what do you uh, so we're talking about this lion season, but next? No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Next next year for everything. So like
2: 2023 for so two years,
1: for the Lions, yes, and the t- yeah every team in 2023. I know okay. it sounds confusing, but like so the, the Pistons, Pistons will make
2: the playoffs next year. I'm I like 100 certain that's. An I home.
1: agree. I also think the Wings will.
2: I yeah I I I just think there's more parody at the it where the winds have to play in the Metro. So I just said, it's a tougher road for them. So Fair. it sounds, it also sounds like the wings are the spend this off season. I don't know who they're going to spend on, but it,
1: it has that vibe that
2: they're going to go out and get a big free agent. Um,
1: well, yeah, so I just like both those teams to make it next year. I like the Tigers to make it this year, so they'll follow suit. And the Lions, after one more year of laying the groundwork, I think are a wild-card team. So what are your guys – what percent chance do you – I have no feel
2: at? for the Lions in a couple of years because it just it, – it's <laughs> not a matter who they get at quarterback. True. So, I, I mean, because golf's not doing it. Um, I don't know. I could see I, – I really – I'm like – Dead. So I am 100% certain that not sure that if Kate Cunningham is healthy, the Pistons will make the playoffs. That's how high, like, the Pistons are trying to lose right now and they're winning games because Kate yeah, Cunningham the, and Sadiq fun, Bay have been so good.
1: The Thunder won two in a row, so the Pistons have top three odds as long as they lose their last two, which is against the Bucks Thank and the Sixers, who have the same record as the three and four seats. That's so I think. I think the Pistons will be fine. It was scary, though, for a second. For the for all, no, the but players. I'm just
2: saying, I, I, there's something there with the Pistons. I truly believe that, and I think there's something there with the wins, and they actually have the talent now. It's just NHL is so weird. I just, it's hard to predict year by year. It's like one. that's like the great thing about the NHL. I think it's truly other. I mean, NFL too, kind of, but it's not really been that way recently. I think NHL year by year is different, more different than any other sport. So, I mean, I just, there's like. It's like all the wins won the metro next year. Who knows? Like I know like weird things happen. So, but if Bryce and Nadeltovich are gonna be in that, I can't trust this team making the playoffs. I'm sorry.
1: Rabs, do you have a pulse on this?
0: So I'm giving my percentages for each team for next year. No, just
1: just all four parlayed together. Like, what chance do you give next year? I think two out of four go. This 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 is this was framed in like
0: percentage of the four teams making the playoffs.
1: Yes. This question was kind of framed through the lens of like we we think all all four teams are definitely on the rise. Now you can debate how how high either team is, but like they're all coming out of their rebuild, hopefully. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would
0: I would say that the Tigers are going to make the playoffs next year. So that's one. The Lions are not. So that's one of two the red wings i had slated as making the playoffs in 2023
1: no oh, so that that's what this is yeah this is like neck yeah
0: yeah i'll 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 stick i have to stick to my guns there they i mean they play in legitimately the toughest division in hockey so i'll say so that's two of 3 and then the pistons <laughs> I mean, I, the NBA is just such a joke, and I think the Pistons are not going to be, like, very good next year either, but they'll somehow make an eight seed. So, sure, I'll get – you know what? No, fuck that. Two out of – 50%. Two out of four. I don't – the Pistons, I, I just don't see it. I They're not deep enough. Sorry. No. That's fair. No. I,
2: said, I think they're – Wrong.
1: They're going to be so good next year. Like they're that they're gonna so good. No, they, okay. Think. Well, from, by our standards, they're gonna be like so good. They're gonna be like does, a six seed next year. Does the
0: play game? Buddy, does the play in game count as? Uh, does the playing game count as making the playoffs?
1: No. You mm. have to. You have to. When the plan is done, you got to be top eight. So I. I don't know. I. I don't know. I could see them
2: just winning the plan.
1: Different situation. I think the Pistons absolutely are a playoff team next year, but that's just me. Okay. Kate Cunningham
2: um, is the best athlete in Detroit. I don't yes. think it's even remotely and close. By the way, his it's little – It's, like, not even remotely close.
1: His little sit-down with Isaiah Thomas was fantastic.
2: Um, Did I you watch him. a game tonight, Trent? Yeah. Did you watch that sequence where he basically was like, fuck you, Luca." Yes. Pick his pocket. Like, he just does things like that on a night-to-night basis where it's like, okay, this guy is different. Like, he yep. is – awesome
1: and the fact that he's not going to win rookie of the year is just nauseating but whatever. I mean I
2: really don't care I don't, I don't either cares, but it's either
1: it, he doesn't care which I think is awesome but I just it I, I don't know what you're watching man if you're watching the Cavs and you think that Evan Mobley is as their fourth best player is worthy of rookie of the year I am I, I don't know what to tell you I don't know, whatever give it to him who cares that's all I got thanks for coming
0: Right, not bad. That concludes our 2022 Detroit Tigers season preview. Opening day is Friday. What's the what time? One ten p.m. Opening first and pitch it's at your uh,
1: minus two twenty-five to win the Central White Sox.
2: Yep. Does anyone know who's pitching for the White Sox? Giolito? I would assume or, so. Probably. It's probably out there. What's all? Trent? Do you have the odds in front of you? It Usually says starting pitchers.
1: Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I was just trying to pull it up as. Uh, as you were saying that well,
2: also,
1: I, the barstool sports book does not have it listed yet.
2: I'm assuming G starting unless I mean, he's E-Rod's, E-Rod's
0: going for the Tigers. We do know that. So yeah, but either way G going should be, should be a fun day down at Comerica park. Collins Tigers money a blast. Line. Hopefully I, hopefully I see you down there if I can get out there and mix it up with the people. Um, but that's all for us today, folks for the Motown rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page or on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow us, rate us five stars, say something nice or don't say anything at all. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Go Tigers. It is April in the D. We love you guys. We will see you next time.